Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What is going on, guys? I hope you're doing great. We're going to be switching it up a little bit today. So instead of focusing in on a topic in particular, we are likely to touch on several. As I've mentioned before, I am a part of multiple blended family support groups. So I get to see all types of what people are going through, advice they're asking for. Some of you may be in these groups as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off of a question or an issue posed, several of them. And then I am just going to provide a little bit of my advice, what factors I believe may be in play concerning whatever the issue consists of and potentially what things can look like moving forward. My advice is probably going to be perfect. (laughs) It's probably going to be exactly what they need, or it may consist of the foolishness that oftentimes is just going on in my brain. So I'm just going to read some of these off and see what we come up with. Uh, The first one, this is an anonymous post. Uh, She said, And by the way, I believe every one of these posts will be from a female. I looked for a male and I didn't want to try that hard. So, yes, this is predominantly that uh, gender of individual. So the post says, I may sound petty, but I'd like to hear different perspectives. My significant other didn't post me for Mother's Day. I know petty, but he posts his parents or kids for B-Days, etc. And I was deep down hoping I'd get a shout out. His profile says he's in a relationship, but no pics of me or us together. I've told him it looks like he's single on social media, so that's why I don't even post him either. He says, who cares about social media, which like, okay, that's literally what it says. Uh, But why would he post other people? Anyways, just wanted to vent and maybe get some feedback. Yes, I'm petty. I get that. So please just be a little understanding. All right. This is, you know, this is not an abnormal experience. People do want to be posted and celebrated. And based on what she expressed, it sounds like there isn't a single post or any measure of being with an individual outside of the title and the profile of being in a relationship. And you know, that that's a little, it's a little off. It really is. And I believe that because as men, guys, we get really excited about our ladies. Like we love the person that we love and we want to celebrate them. We want to shout to the moon top, you know, our affection and also just to show off our our trophy this is you see this fine little thing right here i snatched that up that's mine okay so it's also a territorial thing as well for the other potentially interested uh gentlemen 
So yeah, it is a little off that there is no evidence of their relationship outside of what's in the profile. Um, but is it a red flag? I wouldn't say that necessarily. Uh, and communicating this desire that she has is important in the way in which she does it. So like coming and to him and saying, hey, like, I don't know, it just feels a little off that we don't celebrate or you haven't celebrated our relationship in that capacity at least once. And I don't know, I'm just kind of feeling a little insecure about it because it just makes me feel like you're not proud of me and our relationship. And this may not be the truth. And I'm still speaking from her perspective. This may not be the truth, but it just kind of is how I feel. And then from there, kind of seeing what his response is, because if you are with someone that does love and care about you, it's not like, oh, I'm going to do everything that you want me to do. But there will be the compassion and the empathy necessary to make a decision, to make a move that will serve just some of those insecurities. Like if my wife asked for such a thing, then it wouldn't be hard to do. But then again, as I mentioned, I've celebrated her plenty and I tend to do so both privately and publicly. Did I do something for Mother's Day as far as a post this year? I did not. I am living with three mothers all together and I didn't do the social media posting. And a significant reason for that, me not posting about my wife, is because we had just spent a weekend together Friday through Sunday at an Airbnb locally, and she got everything that is important that she wouldn't want and or need from me. And we got to experience that together. And it was an incredible weekend. So it wasn't necessary for me to do the Mother's Day posting. We also kind of buck against cultural obligation. You know, again, I have posted via Mother's Day and there will be future posts concerning Mother's Day. But we're just kind of like, oh, you know, we don't feel forced to do such things if everything else is being provided for emotionally, spiritually, mentally, um, and even physically, hey, <laughs> she has been provided for and we are both satisfied. So that thing is not necessary. So I would also consider what else is missing? What are these other factors that come into play that she where, where's the other lack that she experiences within their relationship that kind of causes her to place emphasis on this Mother's Day post? And I also think it's an issue that she refrains from posting just because he doesn't. You can still celebrate your relationship, even though, you know, you're feeling off about him not celebrating, you know. So that's another factor. OK, and we are moving on to the next one. This is another anonymous post. It's all good. I respect it. It reads, I was away for a few days with my daughter while she was giving birth to my gorgeous first grandson. I come back and my husband had taken some pics of baby. So we were on the couch and I was flipping through photos on his phone and came across this screenshot. It is between him and another female coworker. I confronted him and he told me it was sarcasm and he had nothing to address or apologize for thoughts question mark. And it continues. I asked to see the whole conversation 
and you guessed it, he deleted it. And uh, then she posts from here what that conversation consists of. I guess this is not the entirety of it, but his response was that would be helpful, very helpful. So I assume it's just concerning work and assisting one another in some capacity concerning work. And it continues. Um, this is at 11.53 a.m. And she says, or she questions a good time with a question mark. And he responds, you offering me a good time because I'm always up for one. And with three exclamation points. Not great. And her response was L-M-F-A-O with an exclamation point. Nothing for the next several hours until 4.42 p.m. And he sent a message saying, LOL, don't threaten me with a good time. LOL. And then her response is, LOL, that was funny. So, yes, inappropriate. And the red flag, well, there are several red flags considering him deleting. Who knows how far the conversation went. The content obviously isn't great. I think a huge red flag is concerning that lapse of time that took place between 11.53 and 4.42 p.m. It was already inappropriate, but then he kind of re-engaged with that same thought in mind of, you know, being threatened with a good time despite her not really, you know, giving him anything to work with which clearly shows that he wanted to engage in that capacity. And he had likely been meditating on this idea of being shown a good time. So, you know, obviously very inappropriate. And I just thought about it, but concerning the age of these individuals, I think that's a minor factor. I assume they are likely in like their fifties, maybe because she said that, she has a daughter that's given birth to a grandson. I assume, you know, that allows me to place their ages potentially around 50 years old. And if we're being honest, there is no like 50 year old male that's doing an outstanding job <laughs> when they're texting. OK, whether there's misunderstandings, typos, things of that nature, it happens. This is, you know, a factor to consider concerning grace. But again, you consider the deleted pictures and whatnot, huge red flag. And then there's the fact that she was sitting right next to him while she was scrolling through the phone. And I think that's a, that's a good thing. It's not like this is prominently on his mind and he's trying to protect this thing and for, for keep her from kind of stumbling across it. And uh, please, Hold it, hold it together, okay? The red flags are too significant to kind of allow these small factors to alleviate what this really is and what's really happened. But again, like the freedom to kind of scroll through the phone is a, a good sign. And oh crap, yeah, no, it just got it just got worse. I clicked on the photo and there's <laughs> there's there's more text. And uh, that continues after the LOL. That was funny. She says that definitely brightened my day. So now she's kind of engaging with the inappropriateness as coworkers. I'm sure she's aware that he's in a relationship. 
And his response was, that's what I'm here for, babe. Called her babe. And she said, thank you. Yeah, it just went from really bad to like hella bad. That, that's so bad. That's so bad. Um, there's more than enough to apologize for, despite his suggestion that nothing wrong happened. Um, that's a problem. That's super bad. That's like, that's crazy. That's crazy bad. Yeah. To refer to another woman as babe um, or any, you know, term of endearment that you share likely with your significant other. That's really bad. Red flags everywhere. Um, and that needs to be addressed immediately. And if it does not, if he does not admit his fault in the matter, then uh, it's a wrap. You can't do that. You can't do it. And there are 172 comments. <laughs> I believe that they probably, I didn't read them, but they probably range from castration to um, just leaving the relationship to uh, hunting down maybe this coworker that, you know, he's uh, exchanging with. I'm sure 170 of them, the comments are from from women. I have no doubt. And then there's like two guys just asking for directions. <laughs> this is so bad. Um, I appreciate the freedom to go through the phone. I feel like that should be present within stable relationships. But outside of that, that's the only good thing about this guy right now. It's really bad. It's a bad look. And let's go on to another one. This one also anonymous. Hey, we're keeping it. Uh, we're keeping it ninja apparently what it reads she opens with saying short and sweet which i'm looking at it and it it does look short and sweet these things can go a mile long sometimes so i appreciate it and it continues would you stay with a man who tells you every time he is angry that he loves you conditionally and that that means he doesn't truly love you that you are the most difficult person he has ever dated of all a thousand women he has dated combined gross germs seriously and he wants a divorce they're married oh my gosh because he is happier without you then changes his mind after he calms down a couple days later and tells you he has never loved anyone as much as he has loved you that is you know psycho babble uh, manipulative you could consider it narcissistic to a degree. Um, but it's just a really bad look. You know, this is the type of individual that presents himself super well. He's capable of kind of coming off as a good guy, loving, supportive. And then it's the Jekyll and Hyde situation. So he likely presented some of these, this functioning, like, cause you can, uh, an individual that kind of plays this game can only do so, so long. They can only be the nice guy so long before they, they just have to turn into the other guy. So he likely showed, uh, that he was capable of such things early on in their relationship, whether through just, talking you know out of both sides of his mouth saying one thing and then you're seeing uh, or hearing another and those flags are so important they're so crucial and again they likely presented themselves prior to them getting married 
And we have to appreciate the flags that we are provided because like things are only amplified on the other side of marriage, especially when it's a blended family. So whatever he just said, um, the a thousand women, eh, there's no way a thousand women would choose to engage in such an individual, you know, it's the whole thing is just absolutely ridiculous. But for him to do that, to kind of just beat her down and then to pick her up, try and pick her up a couple days later, just to beat her down something like a week later, if not a little bit more, he can maintain the face for so long, but you know, you have, we have to appreciate the flags that we are provided whether they're green, orange, red, whatever the case, during courtship and during the early portions of relationship. He presented them and she kind of overlooked it because she's likely familiar with such behavior and treatment. Like I think about my wife, Margot, and dude, there's no like, no, what? Not only is it ew, it's also like, bro, I'll stab you. What are you like don't talk to me like there's just no room to think and function in such a capacity it's just very abusive it's very dysfunctional and there's no need to stand for it zero and if you do it only gets worse it really does and uh, I feel sorry for you know the state of their relationship is it possible to remedy I believe so. Uh, God can work some miracles, but got to really got to go, got to get some therapy, get get some community, get some prayer um, and get. Yeah, just need some help, man. All right, let's get into another one. This one's anonymous, too. What's going on? Um, and it reads found a condom wrapper. <laughs> Super bad start. Found a condom wrapper on the ledge in boyfriend's bedroom after a two week breakup. He said he used it to masturbate because it's less messy. I'm sorry, guys, that I'm reading this, but I got to see it through now. It's not too long. He said he left it there to make me jealous. Oh, dude, that's insane. He said it would be the same answer much as I asked. And he has never been with another woman since we seen each other. I don't know what to believe. So he is lying very much. So, um, you know what, dude, I am so glad I'm not dating to deal with such things is preposterous. That's crazy. He, yeah. So yeah, he's, he's for sure lying because I get the vibe that this guy is not um, a neat freak or a clean freak, especially if you if he's leaving it around afterwards. Um, you broke up for a reason for that period of time and uh, you were just that breakup was affirmed and I suggest you go with that. I suggest you run for the hills or else you're just going to find a lot of condoms in random places. Seriously. So uh, yeah, that's a wrap. Super glad. I'm not dating. I said, that's a wrap. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> that's terrible. I'm so sorry. Okay, here is another one. This one is not anonymous. Obviously not going to read off her name. But uh, it reads, I'm having issues with my five-year-old stepson refusing to even try food unless it's 
mac and cheese or pizza. That is a familiar issue. It's usually the worst night after we get him back from his mom. That is also not an unusual experience. As a step parent, the struggle can be real. Um, whether the struggle is actually real or we're in our heads. Um, and we, it continues. I make my kids eat and my fiance, oh, dude, just a, the grammar people. Uh, I believe she's saying I make my kids and my fiance's older kids eat everything, but my fiance doesn't want to make his son eat. I have a nine year old daughter who I make eat her food, but he doesn't want to make his son. How have you handled picky eaters? I believe if you have children, then to a degree, you are familiar with some form of picky. Eating is a big thing. What I've learned is kind of just meet them where they're at, because if not, you will drive yourself crazy. And by meet them where they're at, I don't mean just give them everything that they want because they need certain nutrition. And it's just not our jobs to provide them with whatever they desire but we can meet them where they're at. So based on the text, it sounds like they are on a custody schedule. I'm not sure if it's 50-50 or whatever, but it sounds like there is a solid schedule that has been established by both parties. And you know what? The day that he's coming back to your home and in your space, have that night be pizza night. Do you, do you think the other older kids are going to be mad about that? No, <laughs> just like make it super simple on this occasion, like we're going to have pizza and no, it's not for his sake. It's for your sake. It is for your sanity, because honestly, if you're preparing a meal and you're already worked up about, you know, the five year old being back in your space, you're already worked up about the potential that your food will be rejected and the dissatisfaction. And then you're getting worked up and frustrated with your spouse or your significant other. And it's just this whole cycle of frustration. I can just imagine her preparing a meal on that day and just super unhappy and unpleasant. And I've been there. That's why I, I can, I can see it from her perspective. So have that night be pizza night. And then maybe you inch him towards the, the norm as far as what you prepare. So you get some of those shells that kind of look like they're macaroni shells, but instead of the cheese, maybe use some pasta sauce and just throw a little bit of meat in there. And that's just kind of the middle ground right now as he progresses toward a different palate. I mean, it's a five-year-old kid and I'm, I'm 33 and I love pizza. So I could only imagine the life that that guy's living. It's just, you know, so meet him where he's at. You can accommodate as well as kind of progress him slowly toward different eating. I remember it was about two months ago. I prepared a meal for a huge meal. My family, some extended family came over. I made some uh, spaghetti pasta. It was very simple. It was noodle, sauce, meat, <laughs> and then some broccoli. And then we put the plates in front of him. And I believe he was six years old at the time. My nephew, he freaked out. He just had, he almost flatlined. Like dude could not handle 
what I just did to him as far as putting the broccoli and the the spaghetti and the pasta. So it's just like, all right, like we're not going to do that. Next time I'm just going to have it on the side. It's not worth me getting worked up. So just prepare in such a way that you're accommodating and you're maintaining your sanity. Yes, there will be some pushback as you transition toward improved nutrition because kids can't just eat macaroni and cheese and pizza. They just, it's not good for them, but we can kind of just do this so that everyone's sanity is intact. All right. So we'll do one more of these. This next one is from an anonymous group member. And uh, I believe it is a woman and she wrote, will y'all entertain my curiosity? Two questions. Clearly she's in the Midwest (laughs) somewhere. Um, Number one, Has anyone's partner returned to their ex, baby mama, baby daddy, even if they were the ones that initiated the dissolving of the marriage slash relationship? Question mark. Number two, how do you get past that fear of your current partner wanting to return to the baby mama someday? I truly do want them to remain friends, but I struggle with intrusive thoughts that they'll rekindle feelings. My fiance and I are doing great and blending well. We're both friends with our exes and friendly with each other's exes. Kids get along great, etc. Fiance often tells people he found real happiness with me, brags about me to his friends, tells people his ex and him were never right for each other, etc., etc. I would never encourage nor participate in him speaking badly about her. And he doesn't. But it's comforting when I hear about their past relationship problems, if that makes sense. You know, we can all relate to that a little bit, at least. On the flip side, he's uncomfortably tender towards her. Still, she touches his arm. They joke around and have occasional how was your day texts. He also always wants to constantly throw money her direction, mostly for their son when we all go to dinner, etc. Even though she's way more well off than we are. The good. He's open to me about their communication, leaves his phone out and unlocked, and I'm always invited to anything we do with her. So I'm going to keep this short, but there is a good amount going on there. Uh, To answer the first part, has a partner returned essentially to their baby mama, baby dad? Yeah, this is something that people do, whether they're returning because of familiarity, whether they've realized that the grass isn't greener elsewhere, or they're just kind of being devious and they're not entirely sold on the relationship that they're presently in. Like this is a possibility that should be acknowledged by anyone coming into almost any relationship. Like it needs to be made clear that those ties are cut and that's not a possibility. Obviously, It gets technical, it gets difficult, and there are different hurdles when you've created life together. In my opinion, that is one of the more intimate things that we will achieve in life as far as participating in the creation of a human. So I feel like it's almost all the more important for it to be made clear that those ties are cut and there is no relationship because not only is there the reason of familiarity, the reason of, you know, desiring to return to dysfunction, but then you also have the human to inspire you to kind of 
get back in that situation. So it just needs to be made clear that that's, that's cut. And that almost leads me into number two, like for there to be the, how is your day or for there to be any touching or any conversation that does not evolve entirely around the child. It's just not acceptable. In my opinion, there is so much gray area in this situation and it could end badly. That is a possibility. And it's one thing to be entirely irrational and just be frustrated because he has an ex in general. But it's another thing when you're seeing relationship transpire between them, like the touching and stuff, the like going out and do like that's relationship that is literally playing out right in front of her. And she sounds like, you know, and this applies to so many of us coming into a situation and potentially becoming a step parent. We don't want to come off as jealous or insecure. So we kind of keep a tight lip and we may have these, this inner turmoil or these questions, these flags pop up and you're just like, no, it's cool. It's all good. I am of the belief that those things should be communicated. It's okay for us to communicate an expectation that we have, identify where we may feel threatened and kind of get to the bottom of things and determine if we can kind of address this thing, like if she were to say to him, hey, I don't like the touching and there's pushback, you have more information and you're just kind of like, all right, well, do I want to be with somebody who is making physical contact with their ex and their, you know, is it OK for these types of exchanges to take place? If my wife was texting her ex or if I were texting an ex, hey, how are you doing? And this was happening regularly, like we wouldn't be comfortable with that. We would express that and we would expect one another to honor that. We don't feel as if we're robbing each other of like health and relationship and things of that sort. If we were to just express a discomfort or to straight up say, hey, I don't really want you talking to this person. I get bad vibes. I don't trust it. Blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you can't do that with the mother. He can't do that with the mother of his child, but he can absolutely refrain from all of the exchanges that are taking place. And for me, it comes back to how this serves the child first and foremost, because I don't believe they're married. How does this, how does their relationship and how they do relationship, the, the guy and his ex, how are those things honoring just the role that they need to feel fulfill and function in for the sake of their kid? Is it helpful for him to know that his dad is in another relationship, but for him to see every once in a while, physical contact between him and his mom, or is that going to kind of cause some confusion? Like, is it helpful? The text exchanges, are you providing information to one another? And, you know, with that little bit of information, you're in a better position to serve your kid, or is it just kind of like this? We still have this thing going on. Generally speaking, uh, men and women can't really be, you can be friends, but like, we got to limit the intimacy factor. You know, uh, it's really hard for a guy and a woman to be friends because we tend to have two different sets of expectations. I don't want to get into that right now. It's possible to be friends, but there has to be some limits, especially when you're in a relationship. So, eh, you know, I feel like lines are being crossed 
There's a lot of gray area. And this um, lady is feeling insecure. I don't know if she feels as, as if she can't express herself because of the potential resistance or resistance that she's already already experienced, or she just doesn't want to come off as insecure or jealous. I suggest trusting instinct. I would not like if there were touching and, you know, certain types of contact. I, I, I'm just it's crossing lines and it has nothing close to nothing to do with serving the kid and their best interest. So I hope, uh, you know, I hope none of you guys are in these situations. If you are, I hope that my advice was absolutely perfect and it will change your life, transform you from the inside out or my advice was terrible. And uh, I'll leave you to discern that. Have a fantastic day, people. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.